Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Numbers 3 These are the generations of Aaron and Moses at the time when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests, whom he ordained to serve as priests. But Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord when they authorized unauthorized fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests in the lifetime of Aaron their father. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and set them before Aaron the priest, that they may minister to him. They shall keep guard over him and over the whole congregation before the tent of meeting, as they minister at the tabernacle. They shall guard all the furnishings of the tent of meeting, and keep guard over the people of Israel as they minister at the tabernacle. And you shall give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are wholly given to him from among the people of Israel. And you shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall guard their priesthood. But if any outsider comes near, he shall be put to death. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the people of Israel, instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the people of Israel. The Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I consecrated for my own all the firstborn in Israel, both of man and of beast. They shall be mine. I am the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, List the sons of Levi, by fathers' houses and by clans, every male from a month old and upward you shall list. So Moses listed them according to the word of the Lord as he was commanded. And these were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. And these were the names of the sons of Gershon by their clans, Libni and Shimei, and the sons of Kohath by their clans, Amran, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel and the sons of Merari by their clans, Mali and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites by their fathers' houses. To Gershom belonged the clans of the Libnites and the clans of the Shimeites. These were the clans of the Gershonites. Their listing according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward was 7,500. The clans of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle on the west with Eliasaph, the son of Lael, as chief of the father's house of the Gershonites. And the guard duty of the sons of Gershon in the tent of meeting involved the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the screen for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the court, the screen for the door of the court that is around the tabernacle and the altar, and its cords, all the service connected with these. To Kohath belonged the clan of the Amramites, and the clan of the Izaharites, and the clan of the Hebronites, and the clan of the Uzielites, these are the clans of the Kohathites. According to the number of all males from a month old and upward, there were 8,600, keeping guard over the sanctuary. The clans of the sons of Kohath were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle, with Elizaphan, the son of Uziel, as chief of the father's house of the clans of the Kohathites. And the guard duty involved the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the vessels of the sanctuary, with which the priest minister and the screen, all the service connected with these. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, was to be chief over the chiefs of the Levites, and to have oversight 
of those who kept guard over the sanctuary. To Mirari belonged the clan of the Malites and the clan of the Mushites. These are the clans of Mirari. Their listing, according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward, was 6,200. And the chief of the father's house of the clan of Merari was Zuriel, the son of Abihail. They were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle. And the appointed guard duty of the sons of Merari involved the frames of the tabernacle, the bars, the pillars, the bases, and all their accessories, all the services connected with these. Also the pillars around the court with their bases and pegs and cords. Those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east, before the tent of meeting towards the sunrise, were Moses and Aaron and his sons, guarding the sanctuary itself to protect the people of Israel. And any outsider who came near was to be put to death. All those listed among the Levites, who Moses and Aaron listed at the commandment of the Lord by clans, all the males from a month old and upward were 22,000. And the Lord said to Moses, List all the firstborn males of the people of Israel from a month old and upward, taking the number of their names, and you shall take the Levites from me, I am the Lord, instead of all the firstborn among the people of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the cattle of the people of Israel. So Moses listed all the firstborn among the people of Israel as the Lord commanded him. And all the firstborn males, according to the number of names, from a month old and upward as listed, were 22,273. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the people of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle. The Levites shall be mine, I am the Lord. And as the redemption price for the 273 of the firstborn of the people of Israel, over and above the number of the male Levites, you shall take five shekels per head, you shall take them according to the shekel of the sanctuary, the shekel of twenty jeras, and give the money to Aaron and his sons as the redemption price for those who are over. So Moses took the redemption money from those who were over and above those redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the people of Israel, he took the money, 1,365 shekels, by the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons, according to the word of the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. Numbers 4 The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Take a census of the sons of Kohath from among the sons of Levi, by their clans and their fathers' houses, from thirty years old up to fifty years old, all who can come on duty, to do the work in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the sons of Kohath in the tent of meeting, the most holy things. When the camp is to set out, Aaron and his sons shall go in and take down the veil of the screen and cover the ark of the testimony with it. Then they shall put on it a covering of goatskin and spread on top of that a cloth olive blue and shall put in its poles. And over the table of the bread of the presence they shall spread a cloth of blue and put on it the plates the dishes for incense, the bowls, and the flagons for the drink offering. The regular showbread also shall be on it. Then they shall spread over them a cloth of scarlet and cover the same with a covering of goatskin and shall put in its poles. And they shall take a cloth of blue and cover the lampstand for the light with its lamps, its tongs, its trays, and all the vessels for oil with which it is supplied. And they shall put it with all its utensils in a covering of goatskin and put it on the carrying frame. And over the golden altar they shall spread a cloth of blue and cover it with a covering of goatskin, and shall put in its poles. And they shall take all the vessels of the service that are used in the sanctuary, and put them in a cloth of blue, and cover them with a covering of goatskin, and put them in the carrying frame. And they shall take away the ashes from the altar and spread a purple cloth over it. And they shall put on it 
all the utensils of the altar, which are used for the service there, the fire pans, the forks, the shovels, and the basins, all the utensils of the altar, and they shall spread on it a covering of goatskin and shall put in its poles. And when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, as the camp sets out, after that the sons of Kohath shall come to carry these, but they must not touch the holy things, lest they die. These are the things of the tent of meeting that the sons of Kohath are to carry. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, shall have charge of the oil for the light, the fragrant incense, the regular grain offering, and the anointing oil, with the oversight of the whole tabernacle and all that is in it, of the sanctuary and its vessels. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Let not the tribe of the clans of the Kohathites be destroyed from among the Levites, but deal thus with them, that they may live and not die when they come near to the most holy things. Aaron and his son shall go in and appoint them each to his task and to his burden. But they shall not go in to look on the holy things even for a moment, lest they die. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take a census of the sons of Gershon, also by their fathers' houses and by their clans. From thirty years old up to fifty years old, you shall list them, all who can come to do duty, to do service in the tent of meeting. This is the service of the clans of the Gershonites, in serving and bearing burdens. They shall carry the curtains of the tabernacle and the tent of meeting with its covering, and the covering of goatskin that is on top of it, and the screen for the entrance of the tent of meeting, and the hangings of the court, and the screen for the entrance of the gate of the court, that is around the tabernacle and the altar, and their cords and all the equipment for their service. And they shall do all that needs to be done with regard to them. All the service of the sons of the Gershonites shall be at the command of Aaron and his sons, in all that they are to carry and in all that they have to do and you shall assign to their charge all that they are to carry. This is the service of the clans of the sons of the Gershonites in the tent of meeting, and the guard duty is to be under the direction of Ithamar, the son of Aaron the priest. As for the sons of Merari, you shall list them by their clans and their father's houses. From thirty years old up to fifty years old, you shall list them, everyone who can come on duty, to do the service in the, of the tent of meeting. And this is what they are charged to carry, as the whole of their service in the tent of meeting. The frames of the tabernacle with its bars, pillars, and bases, and the pillars around the court with their bases, pegs, and cords, with all their equipment and all their accessories, and you shall list by name the objects they are required to carry. This is the service of the clans of the sons of Merari, the whole of their service in the tent of meeting, under the direction of Ithamar the son of Aaron the priest. And Moses and Aaron and the chiefs of the congregation listed as the sons of the Kohathites, by their clans and their fathers' houses, from thirty years old up to fifty years old, everyone who could come on duty for service in the tent of meeting and those listed by clans were two thousand seven hundred fifty. This was the list of the clans of the Kohathites, all who served in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron listed according to the commandment of the Lord by Moses. Those listed of the sons of Gershon by their clans in their fathers' houses, from thirty years old up to fifty years old, everyone who could come on duty for service in the tent of meeting. Those listed by their clans in their fathers' houses were 2,630. This was the list of the clans of the sons of Gershon, all who served in the tent of meeting, whom Moses and Aaron listed according to the commandment of the Lord. Those listed by the clans of the sons of Merari, by their clans and their fathers' houses, from 30 years old up to 50 years old, everyone who could come on duty for service in the tent of meeting. Those listed by clans were 3,200. This was the list of the clans of the sons of Merari, whom Moses and Aaron listed according to the commandment of the Lord by Moses. All those who were listed of the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron and the chiefs of Israel listed, by their clans and their fathers' houses, 
from 30 years old up to 50 years old, everyone who could come to do the service of ministry and the service of bearing burdens in the tent of meeting. Those listed were 8,580. According to the commandment of the Lord through Moses, they were listed, each one with his task of serving or carrying. Thus they were listed by him as the Lord commanded Moses. The following is the English translation of Pastor Mon Wu's teaching on the book of Numbers, chapter 3 to 4, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So from Numbers chapter 3 to 4, it's focused on Levites. And in chapter 2, the Levites were not numbered or listed in the camps. In chapter 3 to 4, they are numbered and listed. And here it's telling them what they're supposed to do. It's in front of God. Either it's to carry something, to cover something, or how to start off the order, how to disorganize and reorganize the stuff. You might feel that this might not sound very relevant to our um, serving at church today. Now most of our tables and chairs are fixed and the pulpits are fixed. So we won't just like walk like the tabernacle in the past. So how is it relevant for chapter 3 and 4 to our nowadays Christian? Actually, it's very relevant, especially for the one who is serving in front of the Lord. If you are part of the ministry at church, then chapter 3 and 4 is very important for you. And through chapter 3 and 4, we can see how can we serve the Lord with cautions with the fear of the Lord and according to his order and it just keep repeatedly telling us that we have to be cautious lest we die in front of the Lord especially for the one who draw near to God to serve him when we touch the holy work of the Lord either it's a service at church or we share the gospel do the teaching lead the worship Sunday school youth counselor or the elder fellowship that we have to be very careful we are not serving people we are serving God and if we are serving God then we have to realize that our God is the consuming fire so we need to be trembling at heart but also rejoice and joyfully serving him but we have to to be uh, cautious lest our spiritual men die. So here from verse 1 to 4, it first reminding them that the name of the son of Aaron, they were all anointed priests. And the Moses teach them how to be consecrated and start to serve as a priest. And also here it mentions the event of Nadab and Abihu. They offer the unauthorized fire and die in front of the Lord. They repeated the story again to remind us that when we are serving, it's in front of the Lord. So if we don't follow what God wants according to His way, then it will cause our spiritual man to die. So God is teaching us, everyone who is serving, we have to be careful and not to be casual. From verse 5 to 8, it's reminding us of several key words that is critical for serving. From verse 6, set them before Aaron the priest that they may minister to him. So here it's reminding reminding us that whenever we are serving, it's in front of the high priest. So today we are standing in front of Jesus to serve. And from verse 7 to 8, there are two words. It's the same words in the book of Genesis when God is telling Adam how to keep guard the Eden. It's the same word. It's in verse 8, the guard, the word guarding and also minister at the tabernacle, the word minister. It's actually the same word in book of Genesis. God asked Adam to work 
work it and keep it in the Garden of Eden. So actually, what God said to Adam in the Garden of Eden, nowadays God is also speaking to the son of Aaron, the priest who is serving in front of God. He says the same word, is to work it and to keep it. So the service that God desires doesn't just start from Numbers or Leviticus, but the service that God wants starting from the Garden of Eden. So for us nowadays, we shouldn't say that, oh, this is just Old Testament, it's not in the New Testament, no. But the purpose of serving is to bring us back to the Garden of Eden before human sin. And so it's the same work as God initials calling to Adam. So this work is not because we sinned so that it started. And so now God is asking the son of Aaron to learn how to serve. is to bring us back to the Garden of Eden. It's before sin. It's before the separation from sin between human and God. So God wants to bring us back to a serving in relationship. It's to learn God's will. So through ministering, through guarding, and through working it, this kind of work, it will be continued to New Jerusalem. The guard and the work, it will continue to New Heaven and New Earth. It will be eternal. So today we are serving, how learning how to serve. It's not saying that, oh, in the future, in the eternal kingdom, in heaven, we don't need to learn anymore. No, but instead, Nowadays, we learn how to serve. It's all for the new heaven and new earth. It's to all know his will so that we can serve in front of him. And in verse 9 to 10, it reminds us that the outsider should not come near. This is something we have to be very careful in nowadays church. Since now, some people, they just literally come to church. Oh, let him go be the usher because usher is very simple. And maybe let him do it so he can know the church more. And then like, oh, this guy is very good that key so let him join the worship team this person is so good at singing so let him lead the worship this guy is well educated let him to teach the bible this person has a lot of experience in the society let him be the elder to rule the church to teach us how to rule the church in verse 10 it says but if any outsider comes near he shall be put to death so today nowadays so many principles of serving at church is contradictory to the truth of god we no longer know what is the royal priesthood and what is the outsider we it's so easy for us to decide according to their appearance their talents their ability and we just invite people to come to serve at his tabernacle to teach levite to serve it's all chosen by god so from chapter 1 and 2, we will see that everyone who is 20 or above, they can go fight the war. But from chapter 3 and 4, we can see that for the service of Levites, there are two different age choice. But the outsiders, they cannot come to serve. So today in your church, especially we who are serving the Lord, we have to be very careful. We shouldn't let outsiders touch God's holy work. This will let their spiritual men die and it will also cause the fall of the church. We have to be very careful. If today the service of the church, it feels like, oh, no one is helping out, only one through people who are working and everyone has a huge burden, we shouldn't be worried about their burden, but instead we should pray in front of the Lord. Does that mean this kind of service is not necessarily what God wants us to do? Because if it's God 
desire, then there will be no lacking. God will provide. He will guide. He will arrange. Be, we shouldn't just invite the outsider because there is a need. This will cause a huge loss at church. Next, from verse 11 to 13, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the people of Israel, and sell every firstborn who opens the womb among the people of Israel. The Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. So here, this replacement is not God's original intention. Originally, it's intended for the entire Israel to be the priest, but because of the golden calf, so only the Levites, they chose God. So Levites, instead of the Israelites, come to serve the Lord. Today at church, it's not just the minister, not the one who are hired by the church to replace us to serve the Lord. Nowadays, church, everyone should be serving. Everyone should be priests. We should, are all the chosen races. All should be serving God. So every Christian should arise and serve. So we shouldn't have this misconception, feeling that, oh, we hired the pastors using our money. So he is serving God instead of us. This minister, this uh, elder, this full-time co-worker or counselor, we hired them with money. So they come and serve in replace of us. So we are supposed to review their service. No, but in the Old Testament, it's because the Israelites, they worship the golden calf and only the Levites, they chose God. So Levites replaced the firstborn of the Israelites to serve the Lord. But nowadays in New Testament, Jesus Christ belongs to us. So every one of us should arise and serve. And that's why we are called to be the chosen race, the royal priesthood, the holy nation. And everyone should come and serve. Everyone should present their life as a living sacrifice to the Lord. And this service is a reasonable service and our spiritual worship. So we shouldn't have this misconception feeling that others can replace our serving. In the Old Testament, it's because the Israelites sinned. So that's why God do this replacement. From verse 14 to 20, it's reminding us that list the sons of Levi by father's house and by clans. Every male from a month old and upward you shall list. So the entire, all the tribe of Israelites, you will notice that it's above 20, they shall come and fight and by why for the tribe of Levites, we should list everyone who is one month old and above. That means whoever belongs to the Lord, a truly saved Christians, as long as they stay for one month old, then that means his life is stable. So they should start to serve already. So most of us should have been Christians for more than a month. That means we are chosen to serve the Lord. So this is focused on our serving life. Regarding warfare, it's 20 years old, but for someone who is serving the Lord, you should start serving when you are one month old or above. This is for any reborn Christians. They, we should arise and serve. We should all serve. And next, from verse 21 to 26, they start to count them. From the, the last one are the ones who are on the west side. But as for the people who are in charge of all the covering object in the tabernacle, they are the first one to be counted. So we have to first count from the one who can be the spirit cover. They are the leaders. Their life is very important. They are the top priority to be listed in numbers. And the second one is from 27 to 32. They are really close to the Lord. Their work duty involved the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, and the vessel of the sanctuary. Maybe they are the intercessors. They are the ones who are closest to the Lord in the tabernacle. They are touching God's will, God's heart. Maybe they are the one who is standing preaching on the pulpits or the one who is leading worship or providing words. So they are the second one to be listed and numbered. 
and the third one is the sons of Merari. The sons of Merari are in charge of all the foundation, all the object that serves as a foundation. In the previous two categories, they didn't mention how many people they count. But for the sons of Merari, not only they count how many people, they also count their names. So in chapter four, we will see that they are all chosen by name. So in the previous serving, many of them, they, we can serve in turn. But you are the one who are chosen to do these things only for the sons of Merari, who the one who are serving for the foundation. Their names are being called and chosen by name. So from verse 38 to 39, those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east before the tent of meeting towards the sunrise were Moses and Aaron and his son guarding the sanctuary itself to protect the people of Israel. So the number of their kids are the list and then they are close to the east side they are facing the lord welcoming the lord they have so little of them in the old testament there is this separation but in the new testament we have to remember we all might be standing in this position and so in verse 39 it says all the males from a month old and upward were twenty-two thousand. so this is much less even compared to the smallest tribe the tribe of manasseh so in the old testament we can see that it's really difficult to find someone who can serve the Lord because there are really so few of them. So in the New Testament, we have to realize this today. If the church invites you to come serve in a pastor, minister, if the counselor invites you to serve, you should feel very privileged because the tribe of Levites, even though they are counting everyone who is one month old and above, but the number they counted still compared to the, the smallest tribe, the tribe of Manasseh, they counting from 20 years old and above. It's much much less than that number. So today we can serve the Lord. It's a huge glory and honor. So today, if there are still someone who are like, oh, don't come ask me to serve. I don't want, I can't, I don't know how to do. You truly lose a huge portion of blessing. So today, dear family, we really need to pray or even repent. And the church leader come ask us to serve. If we insist in our turning down, you turn actually are turning down God, his massive favor and blessing in your life we are supposed to serve the lord we shouldn't say that ah it's enough now it's the time for the young people to do it let the people who have the talent to do it uh, people with serve with favor to do it you are actually causing the church to suffer loss and you are also losing a lot of favor from the lord so today you know for pastor and leaders and the minister they have this perspective they see that you can come and serve so they invite you you should see that this might be a burden from the Lord to put inside them. So we have to take hold of this glorious opportunity. You have to take off that. In 2024, you should no longer turn it down. Say, Lord, I'm willing to respond to your invitation. I'm willing to serve you in the tabernacle. I'm willing to be part of your work. This is something that the outsider cannot touch. My life, I'm being called to serve you. You can come and respond to this invitation. Then you will have a huge breakthrough this year. And next, in verse 40 to 48, you will find that this replacement, it's not God's original intention because God originally wanted everyone to come serve. But because of this replacement, they counted and found, they found that the people is still not enough. So they need to 
buy them back with the redemption price. So in verse 44 to verse 51, they found that for the number that they are not enough, they need to pay the money. But in the New Testament, who paid the money? Jesus Christ. He is our high priest. He redeemed our life with his own life. So we belong to God. So we have no reason not to serve. Nowadays, brothers and sisters, many people feel that, oh, it's fine for me to not serve. Let the young people serve. Let the young adult fellowship to serve. Let the minister to serve. Let the one who has passion to serve. I can just be a regular Christian. I just come to attend the gathering, but your life has been paid with the redemption price. Because of the redemption price, we now belong to the high priest, and we have to serve in front of the high priest. This is something that an outsider cannot do. So I have to follow the order. I Maybe you are the cover of the church. Maybe you are the one who provide at church to serve at the pulpit, intercessor, or the Sunday school, young uh, youth and young adult. Maybe you are in charge of the foundation to teaching and training, everyone has to learn to serve in front of the Lord. Even for Aaron and Moses, their name have to be listed and count. Today, from pastor to Sunday school teacher, even just one month old kid, everyone should have a serving life. We are all being called. We are have all been paid with the redemption price. So we have to stand in front of our high priest, Lord Jesus Christ, to serve and respond. No one can turn it down. We all have to have this mindset to serve. But in chapter 4, it tells us that we have a mindset to serve, but when shall we start our serving? Let's see verse 1 to 3. From 30-year-old up to 50-year-old, all who can come on duty to do the work in the tent of the meeting. The word come on duty in Hebrew, it means to go fight. So in chapter 1, it says everyone who is above 20 should go fight. And here, from 30 to you're age 50, they have to come fight. It means to come on duty. So actually, someone's uh, battlefield is to protect the church. Someone's battlefield is to protect the faith that God has in his life. Someone's battlefield is to rebuke the work from the enemy. Someone's battlefield is to do glorious testimony for gospel. Someone's battlefield is to serve in the tabernacle, to satisfy God's hearts, to fulfill his will. This is also battle. So their families, why are the Levites so important nowadays? It's why are we Christians so important nowadays? Because our serving at church is also a battle. So we shouldn't take it lightly. When we are serving at church, we feel that, oh, we can just come, we can just have some training that I can come and serve. No, this is actually a battle. So from age 30 to 50, this is a very mature age. It's the age that has been trained. From age 25 to 30, they are being trained for five years. From age 30 to 50, it's the true serving of the Lord. And at age 50, it's the time when you are most mature, you are most adapt to it, but you have to now be at the second place to rise up the next generation. It's not saying that you should not serve anymore, but instead, when you are serving in the time when you are most mature, you should learn how to rise up and to fulfill the young people for them to serve in front of the Lord. So in these 20 years, the prime time is to serve in the tabernacle. So their family, we shouldn't um, overlook the glory of serving today. Maybe at church, you are just for the PowerPoint, 
maybe you are a soundman or you are usher or you are pastoral team or you are sharing gospel or you are distributing the weekly news maybe you just do some easy job maybe you serve for a meal but every single service in front of the lord is between 30 to 50. these 20 years the prime time is for us to offer to god the prime time the best time in our life we shouldn't offer the secondary it's not our remnant it's not casual it's not the time when we have free time your service to the Lord should be your intentional decision. It should be your prime time in your week, in your month, the best time. The gathering of church, Sunday morning, you should offer your best time to the Lord. Rather than, oh, this week I'm free so I can come serve. I have some arrangement in the first and the third week so I can just come serve on the second and the fourth. No, but instead you should dedicate your best time to the Lord. Now the remaining, maybe you have to work extra or you have some other arrangement to bring your parents to the doctor. You have some other thing that you have to do. But instead, you need to you need to first have God's time as your top priority. Then God will give you grace so that each time when you are serving God, He will push back all the chores. So as Christian, you have to have this mindset that we have to put God's thing as top priority. That means to serve at 30 to 50. I put God's stuff as my top priority. I give him the best i arrange my service to, as my top priority rather than that oh this week i'm free so i can come i frequently hear someone say this oh the third week i can't you can have me on the service team because i'm free on the third week no instead we should say this i can serve on the third week i also have to serve on the first week i also serve on the second week because i have dedicated this time to the lord lord may you dedicate this time consecrate this time and put back all the things that can impact my service may you remove all of them you need to have this mindset that's the meaning to serve him at age 30 to 50 we have to offer him the best so that and he will arrange all other stuff when we are offering him the best timing you will know that this is actually a battle because satan he will try to capture your time he will use all kinds of method when you are agreed to serve and there will be a lot of chores then you will know that this is a true battle and from chapter one to chapter two it's just about many brothers and sisters, their warfare in front of the Lord. And in chapter 4, it's telling us that our serving in front of God is also a battle. So we need to know this time dedicated to the Lord, this age, we need to protect them. We can't allow all the chores, all the sudden incidents to impact my gathering so that I, and then I lost my uh, serving in front of the Lord. This is a battle. We need to protect every single chance that we can serve God. In verse 4 to 6, it tells us the order. The first one is the sons of Kohath is to they have to first cover the Ark of the Covenant to cover it with a cloth of all blue. So the heavenly life has to walk in the front and everything has to start with the heavenly business. And in verse 7 and 8, then they shall spread over them a cloth of scarlet and also the table for shortbread when they are carrying it, then they shall spread over them a cloth of scarlet and also with the showbread on top. So you might feel like, hey, they are carrying the table why do you still need to display the food as well wouldn't it just like fall off and and it, why should they put on top of it and also spread over them a cloth of scarlet it, this is the representing the cleansing from the precious blood of christ and also the provision from his body it's the cup and the bread so the cup and the bread has to go in the front and we shouldn't overlook it our heavenly life is the life reborn and the cup and the
the bread is to remember what Jesus has done for us. It has to follow in the top. And this is our path in front of our heavenly guidance. We shouldn't overlook this. In our heavenly life, we need to ask for a heavenly guidance, heavenly perspective, and we shouldn't overlook the provision from the cup and the bread. This is especially important for someone who is serving the Lord. From verse 9 to 12, the cloth of blue and the covering of gold skin. And this is for the golden altar and the lampstand. So we shouldn't forget your prayer and your offering in front of the Lord. We shouldn't overlook this. And verse 9 to 12, it's the golden lampstand and the golden altar for the incense. For someone who have light, it's definitely through his prayer. And for his prayer to have revelation, it needs to rely on God, the light of God. So we have to constantly pray so that the light can be revealed. And for someone who is serving the Lord to have light, they need to be in God's temple to walk in his light so that he can see light. So your service has to be the service of a Levite, the service of the sons of Kohath. Without light, your life cannot bring impact and power. You will become just um, clocking in the church. You'll become just like a government official your life cannot bring impact there will be no revelation there will be more power so you need to pray in front of the lord spend time so that you can have light in verse 13 to 15 remind us they shall spread on it a covering of goat skin and they must not touch the holy things lest they die so we need to have the fear of the lord we shouldn't be casual this is a guidance from the lord and next from verse 16 to 20 they shall not go in to look on the holy things even for a moment lest they die so the service if you are closer to God, then God will have a higher standard on you. You can ask God to protect your eye, the hand that you're touching God's holy work, ask God to protect and guard, and ask God to guard your heart, your emotion, your thoughts. We need to have the fear of the Lord for His holiness. We need to fear to a degree that we are trembling. So when we are serving God, we need to have this fear for sin, fear for the holiness. We need to tell us that we should not sin against God. We should not hurt His heart because we love him and this kind of mindset God take God will accept it so that we will not let ourselves die today many people the more we serve we are so used to it to a degree that oh I'm so familiar with that work uh, either it's in the worship team or in the prayer at church for the one who is teaching standing at the pulpit if we lose the fear of the Lord then the thing that we bring will actually cause a spiritual death we cannot provide life so that's why many churches their pulpit cannot provide life because they are being too casual. Why many worship in the worship team? It becomes like a transition period waiting for the brothers and sisters to come and our service become to draw people's eyeball. We cannot bring changes because the brothers and sisters lose the fear of the Lord. So today we as a minister, as a leader, as a worship team, we need to, we cannot lose our fear of the Lord. We need to remember this word, lest you die. Without the precious blood's cover, without the presence uh, from the God, without the fear of the Lord, the more you touch God's work, the more it will bring to you accurses and death in your spirit. This is actually very terrifying. And from verse 21 to 32, we need to be careful. That is the sons of Merari and the pillars around the core with their bases, packs, and cords, with all their equipment and all the accessories. And you shall list by names the object that they are required to carry. It's so special who should carry 
the pegs, who should carry the base, the claw, the plate. It's all called by name, appointed by name. This is your name. You should carry these five pegs. You have your name. You should carry these plates. It's called by name, appointed by name. Today, God's calling for us is also like this. Lord, is my name being chosen by you? Is my name being recorded, being listed by you? You can ask God and pray, Lord, may you appoint my name to a degree that even for these small things, I'll be very cautious. Taking the core, the packs, the base, the plate, I will know that, Lord, this is a service that you named me, you appointed me. I won't be casual. I won't be casual about taking a break. I will not say that, oh, I have something just pop out. I cannot come then ask someone to replace me. You are being appointed by names means that for the service who are appointed to me, I won't just hand it to others so easily. Nowadays, we are so casual to a degree about the service at church. We'll just randomly call at a moment and say, oh, sorry, I can't come. I have a friend who's showing up. I need to have a gathering with my friends. This is not the attitude for us to serve the Lord because God has appointed us by name, even for the smallest service like distributing the weekly message, weekly news, this kind of small service, or maybe the cleaning or the serving for the meal, you might feel that, oh, it's easy. It's okay for me to change, to swap with someone. I'm not the worship leader. I'm not the one serving at the pulpit. Um, but actually, God really cares about this kind of small thing, especially He cares about our attitude about the small thing. You are appointed by name. You, have, you cannot be casual. We shouldn't say that, ah, it's never mind. We can just swap with others. The smaller the thing it is, God cares about our attitude about it. This is the meaning of being appointed by name. So today, if you have this kind of behavior in the past, you can ask God for mercy and forgiveness. You have to remember from now on, your name is appointed by God. Even for the smallest thing like cleaning, carpooling, meal delivery, care of the kids, PowerPoint, we have to remember we are called by name to serve. We shouldn't overlook this. From verse 34, to 47, it tells us everyone's name and everyone's age, the one who are being chosen, there are 8,580. So if you count from the book of Exodus, the amount of gold, silver, copper, and every object in the tabernacle, and you divide it with the number of people who can carry, actually everyone's portion is very light. It's not heavy. So today God is telling us that we have to carry his testimony. Everyone has to be carried on shoulder, but God is also telling us that everyone's burden is not heavy. So come to him, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me and you will find rest for your soul. You might say that, oh, I'm busy now. I need to come and carry your yoke. But it's actually God carrying all our burdens. So we need to learn to carry the testimony that God has in our life. This testimony is not heavy for us. God just wants us to have this fear of the Lord and truly and fearfully live in front of Him and serve in front of Him. And in verse 49, according to the commandments of the Lord through Moses, they were listed, each one with his task of serving or carrying. Thus they were listed by Him as the Lord commanded Moses. So their family, every service in front of the Lord, especially the service at the tabernacle, all the small thing at church, we are all called by name. We are all more than one month old, so we are all supposed to come serve. We have to offer the best 30 to 50 years old, the best timing, the best experience, 
our best life, best money, best work, all dedicated to the Lord so that it will be counted in front of the Lord. So either you are the cover for the church, you are serving on the pulpit in charge of the small thing or like chords, packs, bass plate or any small thing. God cares about it. So God cares about the serving of Moses and Aaron. If we don't follow what he says, we will die. When Even when we are just taking the cord, the packs, the plate, this kind of small thing, the sons of Merari, God also cares. The smaller the things, God will appoint you by name. So even if minor is serving for the Moses and Aaron or just doing the small thing, according like the sons of Merari, every single service, either it's big or small, God remember, God regard, God accept. So bless you today. If you have a chance to serve at church, you can pray. Thank you, God, for giving me such a glorious opportunity. And second thing that we can pray, if in the past I have any casual attitude, I repent to you. Lord, may you help my spiritual man to come alive again, lest my spirit die, lest I sin against you without knowing it. May you forgive me. From today, my service will have a new change and a new start. Amen. Dear families, we hope that you enjoy the Bible race as much as we do. If you are willing to volunteer to translate the original Chinese teaching into English or assist with video editing, please email service at 360sunrise.com. Thank you.